I will review these. Yes, this is awesome. Oh man, I, now I'm intrigued. I gotta know. Okay, so cat, get away from him. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't even know you had a cat. We've got two cats. Oh, sounds like a catastrophe. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> that was a perfect pun. Oh, shut up. In the Technodrome and listen to those two pestilential podcasters from Dimension Earth. Bebop and Rocksteady. Forgive me. I mean, Rob and Josh for another episode of Turtle Flames. <laughs> I crack myself up. Cowabunga, dudes who do that, and welcome to another episode of Turtle Flakes. I am your lowly co-host, Rob, and join with me, as always, is my main man, my partner in Ninja Turtle Crime, Mr. Josh O'Rourke. Hi, everyone. Cowabunga. Cowabunga, cowabunga. How's it going, my man? Not too bad. Just, uh, ugh, tired. I'm getting old. I know, I know. Me too. Me too. It's it's 9 o'clock my way, and it's, it's, uh, it's only 8 Josh's way, so we're, we're kind of little off our game tonight because we're, well, recording at night. Usually we record Saturday mornings bright and early, coffee's in our system. But through some scheduling stuff, we had to record in the evening. And hopefully, it's what, Wednesday night? Hopefully I'll have this edited by Saturday. So uh, I don't know what you're talking about, scheduling conflicts. I was ready. Well, I was... Uh, in Josh's defense, as much as I hate <laughs> giving him any compliments whatsoever, <laughs> it's it, he's been ready to go since since Saturday. It's been me. Oh Lord, work has been crazy in the last few weeks. So, yeah. so it's it's I, been. A, I would imagine like summer vacations. What three days away? What? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's uh, Friday's our last day. Uh, it's actually, actually today was the last day for the kids. And then uh, tomorrow we have staff meetings all day, and then Friday we have a half day, and then we get to go home. And I get to spend the summer with my boy. <laughs> yeah. Man, see, like, where, back where I'm from in Indiana, there's still another two weeks of school. New Jersey was the same way. I remember being in school easily in mid-June, and then uh, yeah, things would close forever. down. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then I remember school was, like, usually, like, the third week in August or, you know, really late August yeah. or even early September. Yeah, summer was really only like six weeks. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it will. It always goes quick. I'll tell you. Yeah. So, anyways, Hosehead, uh, as we're recording this, it looks like it's uh, March twenty fourth. So mm-hmm. it's Wednesday, March twenty fourth, and I had a little bit of a hard time finding some Ninja Turtle history stuff. So this is a little bit of a reach, but thanks to our good buddy Brian, if we had actually recorded on time, stupid Rob. Uh-huh. Would this would have been just fine? So on May seventeenth of nineteen sixty-five, so only a few days off, eh, about what seven days off. Paige Turco was born. So there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some people consider her the April. All right. I, I kind of I, I'm partial to Judith Hogue, but I think Paige Turco did a great job. Yeah, she's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So let yeah. me ask you. Let me ask you something. Do you have a least favorite version of April? Um. It's like it's a, or or maybe like and that includes cartoons that includes 
the movies. You know what? My least favorite version of April is, and no disrespect, because I don't even know this lady's name, but the, the voice actress in Turtles Forever, uh, who played April, that was supposed to be the 1988 April. Oh, so uh, the 2003 April? Yeah, no, not not in 2003, but the the voice actress for the April that was the 1988 April in the Turtles Forever movie. Oh, they had a different... Oh, so it wasn't Renee Jacobs. No, no, it was... <clears throat> excuse me, no, it was a different actress. Wow, I'll have to, I'll have to go back, because I don't even remember her in Turtles Forever. Like, pretty much all of the... Everybody from the 1988 cast was replaced. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, it, and it's... They're... They're not bad, but it's just it's it's not them. It's not the original cast, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you you finally see them on the you know the TV screen again for the first time, and I guess then it would have been oh close to a decade. And ten, yeah, ten, uh, twelve years. Yeah, because it was two thousand nine. It came out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. And, and then you, you know, don't hear him. I would have settled for Corey Feldman. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, now my voice is back. I can actually do some of that stuff. And, sp- and speaking of Corey Feldman, there's a little bit of foreshadowing for you because we got an email about Corey Feldman by our good buddy Brian that we'll read here in a little bit. But, oh, yeah, it, the, the, the subject of the, the email was in defense of Corey Feldman, so it ought to be an interesting one. Who has a problem with Corey Feldman? Maybe the Adams family? Maybe I'm the sorry. Adams family. <laughs> you set me up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh... So, Ho said, uh, before we get any further, uh, have you gotten any Ninja Turtle pickups lately? Yeah, I've got a few here. They actually came in the mail the last couple of days. So, I've got, they're just a bunch of comics here. I got the first, nice. or the newest volume of the IDW comic. I've, I've got volume 16, which is the storyline Chasing Phantoms, which is the introduction of... Ah, your favorite. The Street Phantoms, yeah, they're completely lame and they suck, yeah. Um... Okay, can I uh, let me just stop you there for one question? Okay, if they made a Street Phantoms action figure, would you buy it? No. Oh yeah, you would. I know you. You buy it. If okay, there's a caveat to that. Okay. If they ever make an IDW Ninja Turtle action figure line, which they won't do because it's just a comic, it's not a cartoon. Oh, but it's so good. It's so good, and there's so many great characters, and there's so many great character designs. Yes, I would. I would. I would you get the that, pack that they would have, you know, and the Darius Dunn figure. I would get all of those. Yeah, old Darius. Yep, I old would. Bob, I, I would get him. The mm-hmm. uh, IDW version of Slash. Oh, so many things. I uh, I yeah. like the Metalhead. Ah, uh, so many things. I like the little Metalhead. Yeah, I like, and I I also have the first volume of the Ninja Turtle Universe comic. Oh. And I completely forgot about this character. It's a new character called Zodi, who's that mutant scorpion lady. I would totally get that figure. She looks awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. She looks scary, but very uniquely feminine somehow. You know, like she looks like a bug, but her face is very human. She's got a lot of human qualities to her that made yeah. her look really intriguing and very unlike every other character. And we've not seen her since then, too. So I, I want to know. She'll be back. Yeah, you know, the Null Corporation, she works for Madame Null. Yeah. And they showed up in the Mutanimal storyline. They showed up in uh, the first arc of the Universe series, and all good things happen in threes, so they'll show up again, I'm sure. As soon as the Turtles take out Agent Bishop and the Earth Defense Force, Null Corporation will show up, you know, so that'll happen. You know that'll happen. Oh, yeah. Um, Then I've also got the 12th volume of the... 
Ninja Turtles Adventures graphics graphic novels or the uh, trade paperbacks that IDW is putting out. Volume 13 comes out at the very end of May. Uh, so I've got all of these trade paperbacks. We're up to issue 54 as of volume 12, and it was only like a 65-issue series. So we're coming near the end. Yeah. So probably by this time next year we'll have the entire Adventure Series collection. So all on trade paperbacks, so that's really cool. Oh, I was just going to ask you one question about the Adventures one. Uh, uh-huh. Do they do they re-ink everything or recolor everything? I, you know, I don't know, honestly. There's no mention of it. Oh, okay. uh, I don't think they do. I think they just repackage everything. Yeah, because is... I know the old Archies, you know, it was almost like it was um, out of the Sunday comics, so the way they colored things. It, it's it's yeah. got a very newspaper feel to it. Yeah, and the pages even have that old school newspaper. Oh, type okay. Of so, nice. do, you have your, do you have your camera yet? Um, No, I forgot to buy it. Oh, <laughs> I was going to show you because I was like, yeah, because you can see all the. Oh, I mean, uh, I, I got my camera pulled up. I can oh, okay. see you. Yeah, you can see all the. Oh, yeah. The, oh, it's just colorful and how much it pops and everything like that. Oh, so man, I, I love those. like you walked into your local Walgreens drugstores and got your Adventures comic off the rack. You know, it looks just like it. It's just in a, a trade paperback form. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Adventure series is, even though I haven't read a lot of it, it's very close to my heart i really love this series of ninja turtles comics this is exactly what i try to do i'm subconsciously when i write ninja turtles i'm really inspired by this series because it takes the cartoon world and gives it a super strong dose of reality Mm -hmm. where the turtles are just you know they get hurt they get tired they get beaten down and They've got crazy-looking villains, but their villains are no joke. There's not an incompetent villain here at all. No, no. It's like there's like the most incompetence that happens is, of course, it's Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> and it's a great issue where Michelangelo and Raphael are at a grocery store buying pizza, of course, and there's Bebop and Rocksteady stealing groceries. Oh, I remember and- that one. And they figured out how to beat the Ninja Turtles without fighting them. They just be, they just stole food at the grocery store completely naked. <laughs> and Raphael was like, "I am not fighting a naked man," you know. So it was that reminds me of the remember when the 30th anniversary issue came yeah. out? Mm-hmm. Did, weren't weren't Bebop and Rocksteady naked in that Adventures one? Yeah, they've been naked a lot. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, I mean, to great. each their own, but. Anyway, yeah, the Adventure Series, love that, absolutely adore that book, and that's the uh, the uh, inception of the Mighty Mutanimals, you know? Without that mm-hmm. series, you wouldn't have the Mutanimals. Yeah, very true. And then they kill which them. Which are a huge thing in the IDW book and the Nickelodeon series. And these trade paperbacks will also include the Mutanimals books, too. So you'll get the entire Mutanimals series, too, the, like, 12 issues that they had of those. Oh, so. nice. And then, and then they killed them off. Yeah, because originally, like, the Mutanimals, I think I've said this on the show, the Mutanimals were supposed to, the whole reason they were so involved with the Adventures book was because the creator of the Mutanimals was trying to get a cartoon series made. And the cartoon series fell through, so when that deal went south, he just killed them off so nobody could take his his characters. (laughs) So I was like, all right, that's kind of petty, but okay, I get it. I, I, I can't say I wouldn't have done the same thing. Uh, Sweet, so man. I've 
I've got three honorary ones. I'll just honorary turtle pickups. I'll just go through these real quick. Um, thanks to Thaddeus Manning, I've started my own collection of Usagi Ojimbo graphic novels here. Hey, the, nice. I've got the first one here. It's uh, called The Ronin. Um, so I found out that this series has been going on nonstop since like 1983, and Dark Horse Comics has just, uh, or Fantagraphics Books, I should say as of late 2015, has started putting everything in chronological order. So there's like 45 graphic novels for me to get. <laughs> and I'm going to be getting one every month. So in nice. five or six years, maybe I'll have the whole series. Have you caught up? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the two collections of the Power Rangers book from Boom Studios. Nice, man. Um it does not change the Power Rangers for me. The Power Rangers are still absolutely ridiculous. But this yeah, kind of, right. uh-huh. They are. They are kind of dumb. Go on Netflix and watch that series. It's bad. But <laughs> without them, we wouldn't have Next Mutation. So I digress. That's true. That's true. Um, a lot of people would be upset with that. <laughs> or yeah. okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, anyway, this comic book is... it. You want to talk about realism in... Uh, fanciful story this makes the power rangers seem like it could actually happen and i kind of think have you seen the movie that came out back in march no i wanted to but i just didn't get around to it dude nicole took me for my birthday to go see it and it is good yeah yeah it's really surprisingly good i've heard a lot of people say that and and but then i also heard that uh the, maybe the movie didn't gross enough because they're they're in danger of not being able to make a sequel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sequel's not happening. Ah, yep. what a shame. Which is terrible, yeah, because like it's it's a surprisingly good movie. Yeah, and it it you know I thought it looked good. I didn't know it was actually gonna be good. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean like I mean like we talk about it before. Like there's good trailers to bad movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Like look at any Transformers trailer. You know, it's just like those trailers are always good, and the movies are always crap. No anyway, disrespect to any you know Transformer movie fans. No disrespect to any. Well, you know what? Disrespect to the guys that created what Skids and Mudflap or whatever from the second movie. Pretty much anyone involved with like creating those two characters in the second movie. You guys don't. You don't deserve that job you have. I'm sure you worked hard for it. I appreciate it. I'm gonna get you the action figures of those two. <laughs> If you do, I'm off the podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, the uh, two Power Rangers volumes uh, from Boom Studios Comics. Uh, the third volume comes out next month. And the uh, Power Rangers Pink miniseries. That one should be out relatively soon if it's not already out right now. That's another good uh, Power Rangers spinoff series. It's pretty good. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's my pickups. Wow, from- man. You you blew me out of the water on that one. Jeez. <laughs> so I'm glad you had something to talk about because I didn't have a whole lot. This the last couple weeks, you know, money's been kind of crazy, you know, a little tight. We just moved into our new home. You and just moved, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's been it's been tricky, but uh, but yeah, I did uh, for C- free comic book day. So this was a while ago. Uh, I did get the Ninja Turtle comic. Not read it yet, but uh, it looks pretty good. I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out who drew it. It looks like Santa Luco, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. It could be Dan Duncan. Let me see. No, art's by Corey Smith, so I was wrong on that one. 
Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a Tom Walt story. It looks pretty good. So anyways, I've got that, and um, I was trying to follow our timeline for our old comics, or for our classic era episodes, oh, and okay. I, was, I was looking at my old comics, my um, Volume 1 comics, and I realized that I don't didn't have the next one on the menu is Issue 10, and I realized I didn't have it. So I picked that up. It was pretty cheap. I got it on eBay for like six, seven bucks. Um, it looks like it's in pretty good shape. And I actually just got it in the mail today. So when we get back to the classic era, well, I'll be prepared. Uh, and then I also ordered this today. It's a – I saw it on one of the fan Facebook group pages, the TMNT fan pages. And I can't remember the name of the group page. And I feel bad for that because I was going to go ahead and promote it. Uh, but I was just scrolling through Facebook at work. I know. What a professional I am. You're a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> well, the kids were – it was my planning period, all right? Pop quiz. <laughs> right. My phone's blowing up. you got to get a 10-question quiz. Go. Yeah, yeah, go. Go. Just don't, don't bother your questions. So I found this um, – this guy was bragging about this poster he had gotten, and it was, it was a poster of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 arcade game. Um, it was that cover, you know, where they're all on skateboards busting through the brick wall. Oh, yeah. And he, he referenced this seller on Amazon that makes posters based on NES covers. And you can get a 16 by 24 and a 24 by 36 poster. So my favorite Turtles game for the NES is the Manhattan Project. So I was like, oh, man, I wonder if they got that. And sure enough, they did. And the prices are pretty reasonable. I got a 24 by 36 poster and um, uh it's supposed to have like a like a glossy finish to it. It's not supposed to be just okay. regular paper, and right. it was only uh, it was fifteen bucks, and the, the shipping was free. All right, so uh, yeah, and that's it. That's it for me. I got the, that poster for it was sixteen bucks. Shipping and handling was free. Um, seller's got great reviews on Amazon, so um, I will send a link to his store. I'll put that in our show notes so uh, you guys can check it out. He's got a whole bunch of NES posters, and they look like they're really high quality. I would be pretty interested in that, yeah. I would. I, you know what I would really love to get as a poster of the, the Hyperstone Heist box art? Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah. You know, I, I really like that with the four, like, super, just, I don't know, the super agile-looking turtles around the shrunken Man, uh, Manhattan Island. I think yeah. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. So even though like the the 16-bit era had like the I mean really the best box art I mean like the Turtles in Time and the Hyperstone Heist had those are probably the best ones. Oh yeah, I don't know why I don't know why man I love my Manhattan one I don't know why I I think it's Triceraton he just looks it's, so awesome. It's Jim Lawson yeah you know I mean that's, yeah you think he drew that and it sure looks like his artwork. I think it I think it was I remember reading an interview with him. And he said he didn't even know what the game was going to be about. They just told Nintendo said, "Hey, can you draw a Ninja Turtle thing with some stuff happening?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." And there's not <laughs> even a Triceraton in that game. You know, I know, I know. <laughs> and then Jim Lawson was actually like shocked that they used it because he was like, "None of this happens in this game." He's like, "Well, why did you why did you draw the poster like that?" He's like, "I had no idea what the game was going to be about. They just said <laughs> it's going to be called Manhattan Project with Ninja Turtles Go." You know, it's funny. I never questioned it until somebody had mentioned that. Like, dude, there's not even Triceratops in the game. I was like, yeah, yeah, there isn't. There isn't. This there. Yeah. Here I am. I'm looking at it right now. And you know how with Amazon and eBay, you can just kind of zoom on, zoom in on the picture. Well, on the in the background, on the far left, you see Casey Jones. He's not in the game either. Do you really? Yeah. I've got to look that up. I. I'm sorry. I'm stopping the show like 48 times. Yeah. Now. No. 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 It's it's good, man. Because. Uh, 
If you look at the back room, all the way on the far left, right on the left of the Triceraton's shoulder, you see a guy with a hockey mask, kind of in the background. Okay, I got He's holding look. a bat. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. You see him? Pardon me. Yeah, there's Casey Jones. Yeah, Clear. all the way in the, I never noticed that before. I never saw that. Hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep, pizza. Mm. Above, actually. Well, I was going to give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? Well, okay, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to run this past you. Okay. And we'll see how it goes. But I've, I thought of a new segment. Called oh, yeah, this, you were telling me. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to do a new segment called Random Relics. I like and that. What Random Relics are is that I will uh, have to do a blind toy review. Nicole is actually going upstairs right now to pick a toy at random from <laughs> our collection. That's cool. I like that. Uh, so she's and I didn't even realize that she was asleep on the couch. I was like, oh crap! Oh, what a jerk! I know, right? This is the Me first and last time this segment will ever be. <laughs> this is the last time. This is the last time. Yeah, just no. Get your own stuff. You can't have any more. <laughs> but she's going upstairs right now to pick a figure for me, and I just told her just to pick any one of them at random. Doesn't matter what it is. Wow, and, that's really cool. Yeah, so we'll see what she what she brings down. Hopefully it's not a figure we've already reviewed because I got to review it then too. So, <laughs> but this time we'll see if I can do it better. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you you have to mention something you didn't mention before. Yeah. And granted, you know it's, that could be anything because we don't remember. We don't remember. Yeah, it's like I think the last time I said it was cool. This time I'm saying it's awesome. So there you go. Yeah. Speaking of NECA, you brought up NECA. I shared a link with you on Skype not too long ago. Yeah, let me see that. NECA is teasing uh, with Twitter images their next set of Ninja Turtle figures. And these figures look to be inspired by the 88 cartoon. And... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they look awesome, right? Yeah, Yeah, they do. Upon closer inspection, they're repaints of the arcade figures that came out last year. Oh, no way. Huh. Oh, no way. Nicole's here. Okay. Hi, honey. Hi. Hey, Nicole. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I, I heard he woke you up. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> she gave me like nine figures to review right now. So. No, I gave you four. Have okay. you done these ones before? No, not yet. No, we haven't. They still glow in the dark. So they still glow. That's why you need to review these ones. Okay. okay. <laughs> the longevity of them. Yeah, and they, and they scare me at night sometimes, and I turn over, and I see them glowing in the dark. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, and then I realize what it is. Okay, I will review these, yes. This is awesome. Oh, man, now I'm intrigued. I gotta know. Okay, so, cat, get away from him. Anyway. (laughs) I didn't even know you had a cat. We've got two cats. Oh. Sounds like a catastrophe. Uh... (laughs) That was a perfect pun. Oh, shut up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, this one's dusty. Okay. So, um, yeah, but anyway, NECA is putting together a, an old cartoon Ninja Turtle-inspired action figure set, and it looks like now they've hinted at a new Shredder figure coming out. Ooh. Um, but all they are, are re- seemingly, I don't know, but all they are at first glance is just repaints of the arcade figures that they came out with last year on uh at San Diego Comic-Con. And 
to NECA's credit, they've said that this is going to be a San Diego Comic-Con release this year, but it's going to be much easier for the general public to get them. Oh, okay. So hopefully, because, like, the reason they do the Comic-Con releases is because they have they have to work out certain deals with Playmates toys. Because they, the reason why you never just see these, like, at Toys R Us or at Walmart or something like that is because Playmates is like, you can make a thousand of them, and you can only sell them here. Yeah. It's why, you know, the Shredder and the Foot Clan figures only came out at New York Comic-Con last year in October for, like, that one day. And Yeah, Playmates has to make their money. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, like, it's not... I mean, they're paying for the license. I mean, why why kind of shortchange people? But, you know, I yeah. don't know. I'm not in the toy manufacturing business, so I actually can't give an answer. Yeah. You that, just buy them. Yeah, I just buy them. And <laughs> that's what... You know, I'm a little disappointed with these here because it's just... They're just repainted. I was going to say, they look very familiar to the old ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I just thought it was a generic, like, poster for... I don't know, just like upcoming new figures, but yeah, and, uh, yeah. I guess those are the new ones. Yeah, these are the new ones. Yeah, and yeah. and and it is, it is to it should be mentioned. It's fair to mention the fact that this is promotional material. It's not necessarily indicative of what the final product is going to be like. Like when you're holding it in your hand, it might not look like this. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. That is a professional photographer who knows how to light his stage or whatever and these are prototype figures these aren't the figures that are going to that are going to be mass produced you know right. so who knows what they could actually look like i mean like the arcade figures they they look pretty accurate to what was promoted and the uh the big quarter scale donatello i have over there that one's pretty close to what they advertised but what, what do you have something propped up against him right now, or no? I've got where he can stand. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe he is kind of propped up. I don't know. It's just I've I, he hasn't fallen down in, in a little while. Like you know what? <laughs> Honestly, since I said he falls over all the time, he stopped. Wow. What about see? 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 Yeah. He's got feelings too. Yeah, Donnie. All right. <laughs> so so what's I I got to know what's the toys, man? What did okay. you pick? So, um. Nicole came down and brought me the Universal Monster Ninja Turtle. Oh, nice. So I've got Leonardo right here. He's a werewolf. Love that. Uh, This one's probably my favorite. Raphael, who's a mummy, right here. Oh, I never had him. I wish I did, but I've never had him. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, Michelangelo as Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) Nice. And Donatello as Dracula, man. Ah, oh, very nice. This is the one that's dusty. I don't know why this one's dusty and the other ones are fine. But because, I don't know, he's living in a castle. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. A lot of Donatello. Donatello is dusty. So Nicole's talking to me. So yeah. she, she heard me shouting. Now she's going to be like, I'm going to be quiet so he gets laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, man? Just speaking to why I firmly still believe that Playmates made the best Ninja Turtle action figures back in the 80s is these amazing-looking sculpts, man. These yeah. sculpts are just killer. Like, Don Leonardo is a werewolf, and I swear to God, they have actual fur on him somehow. Just oh, wow. They did not skip on any detail. Like, he's got torn clothing all over the place, and specifically, like, 
on his jeans because he's wearing a t-shirt and jeans um, on his jeans where like you could see the holes and legs of the pants where they didn't have to put the fur texture on the legs but they did it anyway you know they still put the bandanas and the elbow and knee pads on them which is hilarious because he's got torn jeans and <laughs> but whatever uh, that's awesome and then moving on to Michelangelo here he looks very much like the Boris Karloff Frankenstein's monster with the flat oh, man. head. He's hunched over. He's got the big, thick rain boots or whatever they had him in. He's got the bolts in the neck, and he's just kind of lurching forward. And he actually came with some really cool accessories of, like, chains that were attached to a brick wall that you attach to his ankles and his wrists. You know, That is awesome. Really cool. Donatello is obviously very much inspired by the uh, Bela Lugosi Dracula. He's got a head full of slick black hair, <laughs> sweeped all the way back with his bandana tied over it. Um, he's got this really ornate-looking tuxedo that he's wearing with a purple vest and a purple and black cape. And he's got this really cool-looking necklace that... Er, yeah, not a necklace, but, you know, it just looks like where there would be a metal, like a family crest hanging from his shirt, and it's got a big bat with a D in the middle of it. And he's got two big fangs coming down from his jowls here. Looks really cool. Um, and he's even got little brown loafers on, you know, man, with still with the two-toe sculpt there. Looks really cool. And then we get to my favorite one is Raphael as, uh, again, Boris Karloff's uh, mummy. I think Boris Karloff was the mummy. Ah, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Nicole, no. Nicole says, yeah, she would know. She loves those old Universal Monster movies. Oh, yeah. She's Glasses. a real old-school film nerd. She loves old films, uh, old black and white. Uh, oh, yeah. That's her bread and butter. But uh, nice. Raphael, this is my favorite one. He's got just wrapped up in bandages from head to toe, and underneath the bandages is Raphael's brown decomposing skin. It's got oh, wow. <laughs> warts and everything, and he's still got a mouthful of white teeth somehow. <laughs> still brushes. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, he flosses. He's got <laughs> floss all over him anyway. Might That's well. true. That's true. Might as well. But, yeah, and he's still got the red bandana and knee pads and belts and everything. And they all still very much look like Ninja Turtles. You can tell they're the turtles. They've all got the belt buckle with the initial their initials on it. And um, every single one of these figures glows in the dark. They, like, Leonardo... Wow, I, I thought it was just the mummy. Wow. No, they all do. Like, Leonardo's uh, button-up t-shirt that he's wearing, his, his glows in the dark... Uh, Michelangelo's got like stitches and his fingernails and his eyes all glow in the dark still, you know, and Donatello, the same thing, his eyes and his teeth and his nail, he's got these really long claw like nails on his hands. They all glow in the dark and Raphael is the best. His bandages and wraps actually glow still to this day. Wow. They still glow. It's amazing. (laughs) That's awesome, man. That those are actually some of my favorite Playmates figures ever. Man, this was I remember when I was I bought these about 3 years ago. Oh, uh, nice. This was my Christmas gift to me 3 years ago. I bought these for me. Because you, you, when you get when you're an adult, you, everybody does it. You know, you buy something for yourself. Or I'm just selfish and I do it anyway. One of those. <laughs> um, Treat yourself. Yeah, that's right. 
so this was my Christmas gift to myself about three years ago, and I remember I wanted these so bad, even though I, I at the time I don't, and I still don't, I don't really get variants that much. But I wanted to get these because these were the first variant figures I had as a kid. And these came oh, wow. in 1991. And I, I got these even before the Undercover Turtles, where you had, like, the Space Cadet Raphael and the Sewer oh, wow. I, I got them before those, even though those came, those were the first uh, variant figures. Uh, these were the first ones I got. And this was actually the first complete set of Ninja Turtles I ever had. Because it took me a long time to get the original four turtles. Like I had Leonardo, Raphael and Donatello pretty early on. And then I couldn't even find a Michelangelo figure. I didn't find a Michelangelo until I was 13. Oh, wow. And I had gotten rid of all of my Ninja Turtles at that point. I just kept the, the, the original four. And I just, I remember for the longest time I had them on my desk and until a friend of mine came over after school and he started laughing at me because I had Ninja Turtle figures, but whatever. Oh, jeez, what kind of friend is that? Yeah, <laughs> David Geisler, if you're listening, you suck. So, <laughs> Yeah, we showed him. Yeah, we showed him. Look at us now. So, But wait a minute, if he was making fun of the Turtles, he's probably not listening. He's a, Yeah, I know, he's a big <laughs> bad Beetleborgs fan, so you know. Uh-huh, he's gotta be. Him and Josh Witt watching that on, on their DVD <laughs> collections, so... <laughs> So anyway, man, I got to be careful on the Jay Weezy jokes, man. He's he's never going to want me on the show ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's just so easy. I know, <laughs> I know. So easy on Jay Weezy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. See, <laughs> See Rob, that's how you make a pun. That's how I, you make a pun happen. I'm a punny guy. What can I say? The other ones are catastrophes. <laughs> Catastrophic. Anyway, that that moment passed. So sorry. <laughs> uh, but um. So, so these figures nowadays, I I don't see them out in the wild much. I've gone to sometimes when I get um, I go to yard sales, I'll look for some loose figures and stuff. I never see the Universal Monster ones ever. You know, they, they must be a little bit harder to find. I will see some of the undercover ones, but I don't see the Universal ones much. Yeah, man. You know, and they actually came out with two series of these, and I had no idea about this until about last year. But the second series actually had April O'Neil has the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh yeah, I'm looking at that right now. It looks like that that one's only twenty four forty two. Yeah, those ones are cheaper on Amazon. That I, from what I've noticed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelangelo was a mutant. He just he looked like something out of like I don't know the thing. I think they were trying to do the thing. Oh know? okay. But they couldn't say that. They just couldn't <laughs> use the name because like Dracula is public domain. Frankenstein is public domain. The thing is not. I see. I'm looking at one. Is uh, Raphael the mutant? Oh, is it Raphael? Okay. Maybe Michelangelo is the Invisible Man, because Michael. yeah, there was an Invisible Man turtle, and I can't remember what Leonardo was, because I remember Donatello was the only one that, he only had one variant. He he was only the Dracula, or the vampire, and that was it. Ah, okay. But I can't remember what the other one was. That would have been great if the Invisible Man, it was just like an empty, empty card. Yeah, I know. There was nothing there. 20 bucks, yeah. Yeah, 20 bucks, somebody will pay for it. Oh, man. I really wish... I saw somebody made uh, custom uh, Monster Ninja Turtle figures, and it was like Michelangelo as Michael Myers, uh, Donatello as Leatherface, Raphael uh, as Jason Voorhees, and Leonardo was uh, uh, Freddy Krueger. I've seen that. Yeah. Those were... I thought those were real. They were I did, too. Done. They were, yeah, but they were, they were custom figures. Yeah. If Someone- only... Yeah, I would have bought them. Oh man, 
And you know what's crazy? You know what is crazy? I guarantee Kevin Eastman would go for it. Oh, yeah, I know he would. You know? He seems like an easygoing guy. I'd be like, yeah, that's a great idea. I, he seems like a dude that loves horror movies. I, th- I Maybe not yeah. loves, but I think he really has a... Has, I mean, if you've ever read the Heavy Metal magazine, you like oh, yeah. horror, you know? <laughs> you know, Peter Laird, maybe not, but Kevin yeah. Eastman, totally. He totally, totally. that. So, yeah, I would give these... I would give these a 9 out of 10 purely because they... These Halloween figures here purely because they still glow and they look amazing. Yeah, they hold up, and I, I'm with you, man. I think the uh, just the design and how unique they were, and uh, man, just the fact that people must be holding on to them because you don't really see them out in the wild much. Yeah, you know, I mean, I these are these are the only variants that I have, along with the uh, I have the um, oh, what are they called? The storage shell turtles. Oh yeah, yeah. I have those because they look so much like the Mirage Turtles, you know, and because the reason I got those ones is because I have some vehicles and I wanted to put Ninja Turtles on them so I could display the vehicles being used. I just have just like an empty turtle van, so right. uh, my turtle van and my, uh, what's it called, the shell cycle or the sewer cycle or whatever it is, I've got turtles on those. But yeah, it's those are really the only variants I have. Like, I'm, I'm certain one day I'll get the... Uh, the undercover series turtles. I'm pretty sure I'll get those one day. Uh, but for right now, these are probably the best Ninja Turtle variants, even to this day. I absolutely love these Universal Monster Ninja Turtles. I don't know if they'll ever make a comeback. I kind of, I kind of want them to make a comeback. You know, like I, I kind of yeah. thought they were going that way when a couple of years ago, Playmates for the 2012 series made like the Dungeons and Dragons variant. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty good. Yeah. Which which Nicole bought. She loves those ones, you know, because Oh yeah, yeah. That's like one of her favorite episodes of the Nick cartoon. That's one of mine too. I yeah. that's one of my I think was that season two? Season two, I think it's called Mutants and Mazes or something like Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I, th- those figures have a couple of paint issues where it's just like, you know, the back of the shell, nobody looks at the back of the shell, so it's all one color. <laughs> you know. I think it speaks to where our economy is because Paint must not have been a really expensive thing back in our day, you know? That's true. Yeah, because you see how detailed everything was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you want to talk about, like, NECA figures are a great example. Like, a set of four figures is, like, 150 bucks, and it's got a lot to do with the production value of, like, the paint, the sculpt, the packaging. Cardboard is expensive nowadays, you know? Oh, yeah. For something that we just threw away. And to make those, and they do those big boxes with dioramas and windows, uh, window carded sets and all that. Um, but yeah, the Universal Ninja Turtles, man, absolutely love them. If you're a, if you're a collector, I'm not even going to say a serious collector. If you like Ninja Turtles, you owe it to yourself to track down these figures. Absolutely, man. I I, I want them pretty bad right now. No yeah. joke, and. I, you know, I, I wouldn't care if I even got them loose. It, it does not matter. I mean, they're they're great. I could display them in the room. Yeah. But on card, they're not going to break the bank. Um, I've seen some online f- that go for 30 to around $50. Yeah. So, uh, and that's, that's standard. Comp, you know? Yeah, right, right. It's standard with just about every other figure uh, from the early 90s. So, yeah. man, uh, that, that was awesome picks by Nicole. She did well there. Yeah, thank you, honey. She's asleep. She's out. She's out. She's out. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, you know what? I would recommend getting them loose. I mean, unless you absolutely yeah. want the cards, I would get them loose because, quite honestly, these look better without the accessories. I believe that. Sure, It doesn't man. really make a lot of sense why a werewolf Leonardo would have a sword. You know, just <laughs> why would he care? He's feral. He, he wouldn't care. That's true. One thing, though, that is cool is that Donatello actually comes with... He's wearing, like I said uh, before, he's wearing um, a metal that's a bat with a giant D in it, in the middle of it. That metal actually comes with a figure, so you can actually loop a piece of string to it and wear it yourself. So it actually comes wow. with an accessory <laughs> that the figure is wearing. It's really cool. That is cool. That yeah. is cool. So, well, sweet, man. Great picks there, man. That was good. Uh, now it's kind I enjoyed of... enjoyed They're just kind of... They're just kind of Sitting here staring at me, it's kind of creepy right now. <laughs> yeah, it's only gonna get darker, man. It's nighttime. Yeah. Don't we know these guys? They're honorary turtles, and each of them is carrying the official sewer fort sword. Not merely a fashion statement, the sewer sword represents the cutting edge of turtle technology, the ultimate in personal defense. Get the boy. Uh-oh, what's that up ahead? Could it be foot soldiers, Bebop, or even Shredder himself? Uh, no, it's only Dad. I knew we were being shadowed. From Playmate. Let's see, well, uh, for me, I'll, I'll do a real quick one here. Um, uh, for this week's random relic, um, now, oh, see, and I just told your gimmick. No, uh, radical relic, there we go. It is one that I didn't... I have never heard of, but maybe you have. Mm-hmm. I was just doing a random Google search and just trying to find some obscure stuff. I, I typed up like um, like rare TMNT stuff in eBay just to see what I could find. Mm-hmm. And one of the first hits I got was this thing called – it's the TMNT Leonardo's Sewer Force Sword. Have you ever seen this? Um, I'm going to lean towards no, but it, I, I'm sure I've seen a variant of it. Is it like a – is that like a sword that's got like a green like alligator skin to it? Close, yeah. It's it's a sword that has uh, it's a snake, pretty okay, much. Okay, yeah. I've yeah, I... seen that. I've done that eBay search too. <laughs> when I was, uh, I remember when I was looking for Hotspot, I did rare Ninja Turtle figures or whatever, and I remember seeing that and just thinking, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I know. Sadly, I want it though. I I, um, <laughs> I I saw a couple of them. There was only about three of them online, or at least on eBay. Yeah. And one was boxed, and the box was granted. The box was in good condition, but they wanted a hundred and seventy-five dollars for oh, it. Man. I said, no way. No way. Uh, and now the box art looks great, but you know that that's ridiculous. But a hundred seventy-five bucks for a Nerf sword. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. At, Right, I know, I know. And then there was another one uh, that was for twenty dollars. It's the bidding started at twenty, so I bid on it. Um, and then I was just outbid yesterday, and I think uh, I think the auction's over now. Oh man! But uh, but yeah, it's literally. It kind of reminds you of the old He-Man sword. It says it's got Leonardo on the corner there. A great, great um, sketch of him. It says Leonardo's sewer force sword, the snake skin foot slicer, and it looks almost like a sigh. It's got like the two little. Um, I, I don't know what you would call them, horns at the bottom. <laughs> and then it's got the the blade, but it, it's basically a snake. And then at the very tip of the blade is a snake's head. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really all there is to it. It's got a little orange handle, and it's got Leonardo's face at the, the butt of the handle. Oh, and, uh, oh, okay. I have seen this, yeah. Oh, have you? I have never seen this before. So yeah, I mean, this, recently, this it's not like I saw this at Walgreens when I was a kid. No, I mean, I've, I've seen this like a couple of months ago. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. I wish I could see the back of it. Uh but the the font is so small i can't i can't read it 
Um, but the thing is, it must be pretty well sought after because I was outbid pretty quickly. Yeah. I granted the, um, $175 one, dollar one has not sold yet, but, uh, (laughs) she, yeah, she would. Yeah. Yeah. And actually says on the tip of the blade too, it says, or, um, along the blade, it says official sewer force sword. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that, that, there's really not much else to say. The, the only thing I wish I could have found out, if I could have read the back of that box, is when this actually came out. But if I were to guess, it maybe somebody somebody out there knows, I, I would say probably around 1990 or 1991. You know what? I'm willing to bet I can find out when it was. Let me, let me check here. And while you're checking, my man, I will uh, read a couple of messages we've gotten lately. Okay. So first one comes from <laughs> I feel really really bad. First one comes from Luke Butson and he had sent us a message months ago and I just happened to check. See, we've got two different Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. We've got like the public page that I that was the first one I had ever created. Right. And then we did a group page. I set up a group page, you know, which seems to be I don't know how Facebook does it, but it seems to be more react interactive. Yeah. Uh seems like people see our posts more and and comment more on the group page. But on the public page, somebody had sent us a message, and I wanted to read that real quick. And uh, if I remember correctly, he's from overseas, so let's find out. Messages. Okay, it says, oh, so this is around Easter time. Happy Easter, dudes. Been a huge fan of your show for a long time, so I felt that it was only right to tell you. I live in the UK, so I grew up as a Hero Turtles fan, as anything ninja was banned in our country in the 80s, much like the video Nasty Hysteria. (laughs) Crazy to think now, but our cut of the original 1990 movie cut cut out any Mikey Nunchuck scenes. So I had my mind blown years later uh, seeing those scenes reinstated. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's crazy to think. That takes out like the whole apartments. Yeah, I mean, that. what happens when he goes, keep practicing? Yeah. It says, got back into the world of the Turtles in a big way with my first son when the Nickelodeon cartoon started, and now my three-year-old, uh, three-year-old is also equally hooked i listen to a lot of podcasts on a lot of subjects but none are as positive passionate and radical as yours great job dudes wow thank you so much man and he he had sent a picture of uh i guess that's his uh, son and get this he's got a he made his own sewer playset. it looks like a giant play set that he made out of wood he's got it all painted the background's painted he's got turtle shells in the background looks like a little miniature arcade and his son is playing on the blanket in front of that playset with all these Ninja Turtle toys. That's cool. I was like, man, that's parenting done right. So, Luke, dude, thank you for the message, man. That is an awesome picture. Um, if you don't mind, maybe we can share that on our show logo. But, uh, but dude, thank you so much, man, for, for another really awesome uh, – for, for all the support from another listener from overseas. That's, we've gotten several lately. Yeah, so no, it's, it's crazy. Nice it's crazy to think where people are listening to us from. Yeah, you know, just either you never know. We're either confirming their just their stereotypes of Americans that they have in their head. You know, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> probably. Okay, well, so it looks like that uh, sewer force sword came out in 1990. 1990. Wow, so it's older than I thought. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's an early release. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. Thank you for telling me, man. How, how'd you find out? On the uh, the figure museum, the uh, Ninja Turtle app. Oh, it's on there. Uh, that's what it is. The museum website. 
You know, I, I forgot to tell you, Josh. I actually talked to the guy who runs that site on our Twitter page, and uh, he's interested in coming on the show one day. Oh yeah, man! I've at least got to find out, dude. Do you buy all this stuff, or just you know, come on? Yeah, right. How'd you find all this? Good lord! It's like he's yeah, got he's so. got to own a toy store or something like that because man, I'm worried about this guy. If he bought all this, man. I know, I know. Well, I, I want to hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> you got any doubles? You know. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and now this one's a long one, but uh, it's an interesting one here. This is from our buddy Brian, uh, who always uh, sends us some awesome, insightful emails and um, was the guy I'd like to thank for providing a lot of the Ninja Turtle history uh, for our show and also for providing a lot of our uh, Radical Relics content for our show. So he sent us an email after the Secret of the Ooze episode, so I'm going to read it real quick. Uh, it says, hey guys, enjoy the Secret of the Ooze episode. I noticed that a handful of questions came up during the viewing, and hopefully I can help shed some light on some of them. Uh, number one, first of all, the secret of the ooze is where it comes from, TGRI. There's also an argument to be made that it's the fact that it was just some waste product which shapes Donnie's arc of the movie and him being upset that they were simply a mistake. But I think it's just TGRI, hence the big rooftop reveal. Uh -huh. Alright, number two, speaking of TGRI... The name change was because TCRI stands for Techno-Cosmic Research Institute, and since the Utrams and Krang aren't in it, it became the Techno-Genetic Research Institute. Okay. Ah, okay, that makes sense, I you know, okay, instead of that. Cosmic. Yeah, I, I, I never did either. Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, he says, by the way, as a did you know, in an early draft of the script, it was going to be revealed at the end of the film that Jordan Perry had an Utram under his shirt. No. Uh, wow, oh, that's crazy. I never knew that. That would have been, oh, God, that would have blown everyone's heads off. But then. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way. <laughs> you couldn't do that because then how do you justify Krang not being in the third movie? Very good point. Yeah, it says, not sure if it would have been Krang or not, but it would have made for a much different TMNT3. So you hit the nail on the head on that one, man. Yeah, yeah. And so we were right. The secret of the ooze is that there is no secret of the ooze. I guess so. I guess so. Uh so, so number 3 it says the turtles costumes did change for the second film. Okay. They're a little bit they are a little bit brighter and their eyes are noticeably bigger in keeping with the lighter tone. Uh number 4 in TGRI on the computer they are looking through an inventory of the mutagen seeing that all but one canister had been disposed of. Number 5 Shredder was the same voice actor in both films but different actors. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Raphael is a different voice actor. And inferior, he puts it, he adds there. And he changes again in part three. So, really? Well, I'm, I'm surprised at that, because it sounded like the same guy. Shredder wasn't in part three, though. No, he was talking about Raphael. Oh, I thought he different said Shredder. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, he talked, he talked about, he said Shredder was the same voice actor in both films. Oh, okay. But different actors. Like, I guess the different actor played I misheard you. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, no thing. Uh, so, okay, so number six... Uh, as of now, Jordan Perry never appeared anywhere else. Awesomely, Tatsu has now appeared in the 2012 show. Now oh. to the main reason for my... Oh, say what, Jose? I said, really? I didn't know that. Tatsu's in the 2012 series? I actually did not know that either. I, I really need to catch up. I stopped watching consistently um, probably in late season three or mid to season three. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember what had happened after that. I, I need to get back into it. Um but it says, now to the main reason for my email. Corey Feldman is bar none my favorite Donatello, and I have always been a Donatello guy. 
Granted, I heard that voice before. I knew who Corey Feldman was, so nothing corrupted it for me like it did for Josh. I feel like that Donnie is a really great, unique interpretation that still doesn't stray too far from his more common interpretations. Donnie is obviously much funnier in the first film, which I really like. Being that the film was more grounded than the cartoon, making Donnie smart through humor, I think, was good a good way to adapt his character for the film. He's still smart. He mentions War and Peace, and he helps Casey fix the truck. But his humor is also very clever. Don't worry, I came prepared. That's one of my favorite lines, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he's roasting marshmallows? He's got marshmallows. Don't worry. <laughs> I love how everyone's got like one stick with a marshmallow on it, and he's got a tree branch. He's got <laughs> with like nine marshmallows. Like six on of them. It. Yeah. Oh, that's great. He says, yeah. whereas Mikey was more childish and fun-loving. You know, I agree with that. Donnie, Donnie being smart and funny also gave him a chance to have some of the fourth wall jokes like Raph in the 87 tune, albeit a subtler way. Maybe somebody should tell him that we're the good guys. That's a great line, too. I forgot about that. This take on Donnie, I think, allowed for the perfect chemistry in character's balance, or in the character's balance. While Leo and Raph carried the story and emotional beats of the first film, Mikey and Donnie were almost like a commentary on their own film, making fun <laughs> of what everybody else takes so seriously. Pork rinds, pork rinds. Yeah. That first film is my very favorite take on the TMNT ever, and Donnie is my very favorite Donnie. Or, and that Donnie is my favorite, very favorite Donnie. He makes a really good point, the the difference between, like, there really is an A team and a B team and within the four turtles there, yeah. Yeah, and all equally and as important. Yeah, I agree. And it's always been those two. It's always Leo and Raph and Mikey and Donnie. It's always those two. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I, I really, really good point there, dude. At UK, you made a good point. Absolutely, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Actually, the film version of Donnie is probably my favorite too, uh, and I love the cartoon version too. Yeah, but the original film, I just liked his lines, and I, I just, I always, I don't, I could not even explain it in words why I love Donnie. It's just, it's that's who I'm wired to love, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean. I, I think it's just, like, everybody just kind of likes the smart guy. Because, like, we all know Raph and Leonardo can just kind of punch their way out of anything. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool seeing Donatello just kind of outthink everybody. I think everybody kind of... It's like why it's it's why everyone loves Batman so much. Nine times out of ten, he's going to outthink his way out of a fight. You know, it's, yeah. that's what I like about Donatello anyway. So That's a good point, man. Uh, speaking of the 1987 Raphael, that Raph is by far the most different Raphael than any other version. He has no rage or Raphael's signature loner status. Later on, as an adult, I wondered what it might be like if Donnie was the one with all of the snarky fourth-wall-breaking jokes, <laughs> if it would have served his character better. Then comes the 2012 series, and I kind of got my wish. Rob Paulson became Donnie, and a very good one, second after Feldman. Barry Gordon right behind him, and third in my book. By the way, I got a recent Turtle pickup, which is perfect for TMNT fans who are also retro gamers. I got a custom-made copy of Streets of Rage 2 for the Sega Genesis featuring the TMNT. Oh, it's wow. awesome. I've actually seen that before. It's awesome. I've, I've seen it. It looks good. Uh, if you guys are interested, check out at toys are us, uh, toy underscore z are us underscore games underscore sales on Instagram. It's not too pricey at all and comes in a classic Genesis box. Finally, let me let me um, know if you guys ever want to be want me to be on for an episode. I thought it might be cool to talk about something in particular, Fifth Turtles, where we discuss all the other turtles outside of the core four. <laughs> anyway, that's all for today. Cowabunga, dudes. Brian. 
Cowabunga, Brian. Yeah, Cowabunga. Yeah, appreciate it, man. And you made some very, very strong points. And absolutely, we'd love to have you on the show. We're all about having more people on the show. As we got a lot of great guests lined up and always up for Talking Turtles. And that's a great subject, too, man. Yeah, I guess. I, I, <laughs> I don't care what Josh says about you. He can be on. Fine. Yeah. Like, it's, it's always great when the guest just corrects the host all the time, you know? So it's. <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to keep us in line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. More than Mary. I got to keep you in line, but who's going to keep me in line? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ain't no keeping you in line. Uh, I know, I know. My puns are crazy. It's like you're you're just going, you're like a six-year-old with a coloring book. There's no lines. There's just, <laughs> you don't stay in anywhere. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. And actually, I would like to say that probably my favorite voice cast for the Ninja Turtles was probably from the 2007 film. Really? Yeah, I really like them, yeah. Yep. Wow. Oh, like of all time? Yeah. That's your favorite? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because that's just... The, I am very surprised. The thing that they're very they're, they're, they're very comparable to the original 88 cartoon Ninja Turtles because the thing that separates them is the fact that all four of those voice actors from the 2007 film recorded in the same room all at the same time together. That's awesome. I do like that. Yeah, and it was, real quickly, it was an actor named uh, Mitchell Whittefield played Donatello, James Arnold Taylor was Leonardo, Mikey Kelly was Michelangelo, and Nolan North, Nathan Drake himself, was Raphael. You know, and oh, yeah. all four of those guys recorded in the same room as the Ninja Turtles, and it really showed in the film. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. And I don't know if that's what happened with the other movies. You know, I, I, I don't know if anyone knows that outside of the actors or the directors or whatever. Um, it's neither here nor there. I just prefer those four guys um, the most, it, at least in terms of the movies. But like, mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely, if I could just pick like one guy who played a Ninja Turtle, whoever it was that played. Donatello in the second film in the Secret of the Ooze movie, that's probably my favorite Donatello. You know, like whenever, wow. whenever I read Donatello in a comic or something like that, that's the voice I hear. You know? Yeah, you, there was a couple people that said that. I remember reading that on the Secret of the Ooze episode. Yeah, because like when I was a kid, I, I instantly recognized Donatello as that dude from the Goonies. You know, it's like, <laughs> I just knew who, that's who that was. And it's not like it ruined the film or anything or any but when I heard Corey Feldman, I, I heard my sister say, oh, that's Corey Feldman from this movie and this movie. I was like, oh, okay. And then when I heard uh, the actor in the second film, it just, I had no idea who it was. And I was like, oh, well, that's Donatello. That's that's Donnie. You know? And that, <laughs> yeah, and that right. just stuck with me. His voice stuck with me. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I have more of a take like Brian does. Like, I didn't, I was, I think, so young that I didn't know. And I didn't have any older siblings or anything, so... I just heard Donatello's voice, and I said, oh, that's that's Donatello. I, I didn't know it was Corey Feldman. And then later on, I was like, boy, that name sounds – or that voice is familiar. And I'd see him in films. I'm like, oh, that's that's the who played Donatello. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't have any other reference point. You know, He was just Donatello to me for the longest time. Yeah. So I kind of have that common with Brian there. And, and I wonder, like, like when I'm reading the comics, mm-hmm. who do I hear? And honestly, I think it is – the original cartoon, Donnie. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That that's who I hear in my mind. Barry Gordon. Yeah, 
So I don't know. Sometimes reading the IDW books, I can't hear Barry Gordon because it's like this is just way too dark. You know, <laughs> just down this is true. Yeah, when he gets a shell Rocks busted, Daddy, it's like you don't want to hear that childlike voice come out. Of the <laughs> <house>. <laughs> This is true, yeah. Well, it would lighten things up. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Sometimes, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, what, that's how he sounded when he got busted with oh, the oh, <laughs> sledgehammer. <laughs> Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's comic classroom. Prepare to be screwed. guys uh so unfortunately for the lack of time uh that, that we have for for this evening uh, it's, it's very late for both of us we're we're, we're old yeah, we're fighting <laughs> we gotta be up at yeah. like four in the morning to get ready for work so. yes that is very true very true so um basically we were into issue number eight of volume four and this was a continuation of the storyline where april had been uh infected with these nanobots and the utrams were operating on her and they find out at the end of the last issue that April is not related to her supposed sister, Robin. So the Utrams in this issue, they, they go back to the gravesite and uh, of their parents, April's parents, and uh, extract some DNA. And they find out that April is actually not related to her parents in some way. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it kind of makes you think, is she adopted? What's going on there? Um and meanwhile, during during this time that the Utrams are out there uh, analyzing these results and trying to theorize what's going on, um, I guess it's – Jay was Shadow's boyfriend. She comes over – or he comes over there to see Splinter. Uh, he's, he's spying and he sees Splinter. And uh, I, I can't remember the guy that was living with them, but he has a friend – that can erase memories, mm-hmm. I guess. And he eventually erases Jay's memory of ever seeing Splinter. So he just ends up randomly in the middle of the woods like, whoa, why am I here? What's going on? <laughs> so we, we get this great sparring match. Uh, Leo's trying to burn off some uh, steam, and he gets a great sparring match with Cha Ocho, uh, one of the... Um, uh, He's one of the Foot Clan. Foot Clan. Oh, is he Foot Clan? Okay. Yeah, because Garai yeah. shows up, and she's like, you stop it. You know, like... and, and great fight scenes here. My goodness, Jim Lawson does a phenomenal job with uh, the artwork in, in this issue. I think it's probably the strongest point of this issue. And then by the end, it zooms back to everybody in the hospital, and they're surrounding April. And as they're trying to figure out what's going on with April, who's she related to, what, what is going on, all of a sudden the Utrams, who've been, or the um, nanobots uh, that are inside April, they begin to go crazy and and it almost appears that they're going to I think one of the Utram says they're trying to tear her apart, her body apart, and that's how the issue ends. Yeah. She's in severe pain. And and that that's it. And I'm so sorry to guys, I'm so sorry to kind of go through this so quickly, but uh it it's a pretty good issue. You know, it's it's solid. But there's really nothing major I don't know. I just felt like this was a holding pattern still. Uh, yeah. really not much has changed. Like the Jay storyline, I could care less about. And I know that sounds very pessimistic for me to say, but I just, it, that doesn't captivate me near as much as the, the April storyline does. You know, what's going on with her? Because those nanobots, she was infected with those at the end of the second volume. Yeah. And, and now we're finally seeing the fruition of that. What What is going to happen to her? And why is she not related to... Robin or her parents. What's going on with April? You know, was she adopted? Is there something else different about April? Yeah. 
Um, it's something else. Spoilers. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. From what I remember, yeah, it's definitely got an interesting twist on it. And I promise you, when we get to issue nine, we will do a far better job of uh, reviewing it. And but uh, you know, this is a solid issue. It's not a bad issue. It's just nothing majorly special. It it's pretty good. Yeah, in my opinion. I remember. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of disappointed what they did with the whole J thing, just because. Yeah, they just kind of do nothing with it. They just explain everything and then wipe his memories. Like, what was True. the point of that? Why'd you even do that? You know. So. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it almost makes you feel feel like, well, they had to have a transition. They they couldn't just tell a straight shot yeah. story. You know, they they wanted to do something else yeah. to kind of break things up, and uh, it's just it's okay. And, and I'd, I'd never want to insult Peter Laird's storytelling because it's great. He, he is great. And I think what it is, Josh and I were talking about this before the show, I just think that when these issues first came out, I was really uh, enamored with them and, and, and just um, captivated by the storytelling. And it's still really good. Mm-hmm. But see, now we're used to the IDW series, which is a lot quicker paced and also has a great story. So when I go back and read Volume 4 again, it's a much, much slower pace, and it's a little bit of an adjustment to get used to that. But uh, but overall, not definitely not a bad issue. No, it no. didn't seem bad. I didn't get to read all of it. So Yeah, can you believe this Take Taking your word for it. <laughs> Better be right. It's, it really wasn't bad. I would give it around a 7 out of 10. I thought there were some pretty good moments to it. So, yeah, pretty pretty solid issue. Hey, Matt, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. Uh, guys, we uh, obviously were in the 2003 era as we're, we're talking about this, and that comic came out in February of 2003. And our green screen for today, let me get my notes here, came out in, it looks like, April of 2003. So it looks like April 5th of 2003, so not very long after this particular comic came out. So this is Season 1, Episode 9, and the title of this one's called The Garbage Man. So we are well into the first season here, and this story was written by Michael Ryan and produced by Lloyd Goldfein, so... So, guys, um, if you want to follow along with us, we're going to go ahead and watch this like we always do. And I don't really remember this episode um, from 2003. Uh, I probably did watch it, though. It's just been so long. I, I probably haven't seen it since then. So, uh, this is the Garbage Man. And apparently, there was a figure of the Garbage Man. I, I'm pretty sure there was a figure based on this particular episode. So, um, I'll have to look that up just to, to confirm that. But I for some reason i want to say that that's that stood out in my memory but uh but we're going to go and watch this thing and we'd like you guys to watch with us this is of course 90 percent, if not all of the 2003 cartoon is on youtube so you can always just click on that and follow along with us so uh guys we're going to go ahead and click play in five four three two one and click I forget about the voiceover, uh, voiceover in the beginning. I know, yeah. It's just like the old <laughs> comic. Oh, yes. Sounds like Donatello's narrating here, and the turtles are being sounded. This has been one strange night, believe me. Look how quickly they run up those up now. rocks. 
Never expected this. Craft macaroni and cheese. I was just thinking that. I was like, it's either cheese or lava. <laughs> which one's more believable? Than <laughs> and which one's more delicious? Yes. Cheese on both answer. accounts. Yes. One, two, three, four. Oh, too soon. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so what are what are your thoughts on this series? I just I I'm sorry, I just can't really get into it. No kidding, really? Yeah, I mean I like it. It's dark and it's brooding and it's funny and there's a lot that I like, but I just I don't know. It's just it's um, just not hitting me, you know. Well, not yet, man. But you, you've you've not watched a lot. Of I them, haven't. Man. Admittedly, I've yeah. I, I've watched the bulk of the first season of it. Okay, here's my thing. When when this first came out, um, I remember the build up. I remember psyching all my my friends up. I, it came out when I was a junior in high school. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, and I remember being like, "Oh, guys, you got to see this. You got to see this. It's gonna be great." And then I remember watching the first episode, and I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't the Ninja Turtles I know. Which is not... That's a completely biased way to, to watch something. Uh, that's natural. Yeah, it is natural. And I, I'm sure a lot of people felt the same way. Like, oh, this is so different. I don't like this. But for the same reasons that it's different, I do like it. You know? Or, you know, I, I guess I like it. Sorry, I'm rambling here, but... It's nice that it's different in some ways. But I didn't really start appreciating it for what it really was on its own until I want to say the end of the first season and the beginning of the second. There's some storylines that are really heartfelt and uh, doesn't I near as much on comedy um, as it does good storytelling. And uh, Right now there's a lot of one-offs. Right now there's a lot of short stories going on. Really not a lot of continuity, but later on in the season I think it'll get you. Okay. And of course, the animations are gorgeous. I love the music too. Though. <laughs> and I like the voice actors. I think I, overall they're pretty good. The only one I don't care for is Raphael. Man, you don't like how he talks. Man, he is trying way too hard to sound cool. Man, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually like his voice. I'm sorry, man. She's like, yeah, we get it. You're tough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, come on. What's going on over here? Yeah. <laughs> None of your other brothers sound like that. Like, they sound like they're related. You're sounding like, no, I'm not part of it. It's kind of, you know what it reminds me of? It's like in the first, or it's in like the 2014 uh, Ninja Turtle film where Michelangelo's making fun of Raphael for using Batman voice. Oh, yeah. And Raphael's like, I won't shut up. I only saw Batman once. Me. <laughs> I looks like Magneto on the back of that. Yeah. Some blankets and warm clothes. They're a little worn, but they. All right. So wow. So the turtles are doing a little bit of charity, trying to help out the homeless here. That's cool. Yeah. You know, there is a theory that we are all. I like how they're totally cool with the turtles. Yeah. Well, I mean, when when you got nothing to lose, I guess. The big theory says that all matter has been exploding, then imploding, then exploding again since the beginning. Man, you know, for mostly taking place at night. This is a pretty colorful looking show. 
Oh yeah. You know, like all the people are dressed very vibrantly. The shadows and lighting is the fact are really cool. Oh yeah. I think the show's aged very, very well. I mean, considering it's over 14 years old now. You know, it's it's been around a while. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I was already. I had graduated the high school the year before this came out. Oh wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, getting old, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, you were old back then. I'm young. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only 30. Young and beautiful. They call him. And, excuse me. Yeah, and at this time I was working a job where I worked at midnight. So, like, I did not watch TV. So, I didn't even know about this show until it was already out for a couple of years. So. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, kind of different experiences there for sure. Hey, look how much room is in that turtle van. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how big is this thing? You know, I've been in vehicles where that it's like on the inside, where it's uh, an up-armored four-wheel vehicle like that, where it is oh, wow. on the inside, yeah. But, like, the, the problem with those type of vehicles is that they're so tall is that if you take a turn fast enough, you're going to roll your... You're going to flip? Yeah. Oh, man. So those poor homeless people are about to get it. She's what a jerk. And I got a real uh, Dark Knight Returns vibe. Did you ever that? Oh, the comic? Yeah. Uh, I've read a couple of the graphic novels, but I'm not sure if I've read that one. Okay, yeah. The old uh, Frank Miller Batman story called The Dark Knight Returns where Batman comes out of retirement. Oh, yes, yes, I have read that one. Okay, yep. when, in, like, I guess, like, issue two, when he fights the mutant gang in the dump. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it looks just, it's all lit up in red like this, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Ah, oh, cool. For some reason, this animation, red, reminds me of X-Men, like the cartoon. See, remi- this, this animation style reminds me of Spawn. Did you ever watch the Spawn cartoon? Ah, I didn't watch a lot of Spawn. I wish I, I, wish I had. The, it's all up on YouTube. You can watch it on that. And, oh, nice. Uh, don't watch it with your kid around. So, oh, really? Is it bad? It's it's got a lot of language. It's got a, it's brutally really? violent. Brutally violent. Yeah, because it was an is it H- like for adults. It was a cartoon on HBO. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, wow. yeah, and and it was at that time where they were like really trying to prove that they had an R rating. So they were like, somebody gets their head cut off, and then okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, I remember being, I was a huge fan of the Spawn comic, and I remember finding out that there was going to be an animated series, and I remember it coming on at, like, 9 o'clock at night, my mom was watching it with me, and then, like, one of Spawn's villains or something like that goes into a strip club, and they do not speak on any detail, and I'm like, oh, I've got to watch this with my mom. Oh, that's got to be awkward. (laughs) It was stupid awkward, yeah. All right, so what, what's going on? So we got. I don't know. We were talking about here. Spawn. That was my fault. Spawn, yeah. <laughs> oh man, classic and, trench coat and fedora guy. Yeah, I like the music too. What is that all? <laughs> I love how they never shied away from the the old disguises. They've always had that disguise. Yeah, always with the trench coat and the hat. Yeah, which makes sense because it, you you kind of have to cover your whole. Everyone we talked to oh, yeah. someone who had disappeared. I programmed in a marker for each one. Oh, oh man. I tell you what, this episodes like these make me thankful that we we record in the mornings, man. I'm I'm dying, eh? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> yep. 
Spawn. Yep, when's bedtime? Yep. Can somebody <laughs> explain why it's always me who's the bait? Especially when we're hunting shark? Jeez. So what's happening oh, in this episode? I know, like, what, people are getting... People are getting kidnapped by a garbage Kidnapped truck. by that guy in the garbage truck. Okay. And I guess the turtles are trying to stake out the joint and see if he comes back. So they're acting like hobos. Oh, there. Oh, oh here he comes. I actually like this uh, voice actor for Michelangelo. And I have, I remember having high expectations. I was like, because I always hear Townsend Coleman for right. Michelangelo. Or Robbie Risk. Uh... And spe- you know, speaking of which, too, Robbie Rist kind of has like a higher pitched voice, uh-huh. and it kind of matches kind of what Brian was saying. You know how Michelangelo was almost kind of uh, a little bit more like a big kid in the first film. You know. Uh-huh. But I, th- I think uh, I can't remember his name, but I think uh, whoever did the 2003 one did a good job. Yeah, sorry, definitely. Yeah, I like them. Oop! I just hit pause. Sorry. Shame on you, man. Garbage man's got all sorts of toys. Ooh, what man went straight Mad Max right there. (laughs) What the? How long are these docks they're on, man? This is... I don't know, man. Are they gonna kill them? Well, you know, they could. I mean, they don't know if that dude's human. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's free free range right there, man. Yeah. That could be like Kit from Knight Rider. They don't know. Okay, does that actually work? I've never seen that in, in like real life, where it's like, look how fast they're spinning. Look, look at that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, there we go. <laughs> no. Got a bad feeling, Garbage Man's not done yet. Yeah, we did it. They were stupid. You know, seriously, you're only embarrassing yourself. Oh, poor Michelangelo. I know, right? Now, let's see who crawls out of this thing. I've got a few things to discuss with it. What the shell? Oh, it's gonna be a raft. <laughs> what the shell? <laughs> And now for a commercial break. Yep. So, turns out this is the best run landfill operation, not just in the city, but in the entire country. Best run doesn't mean best. It just means most profitable. Come on, Leo, what could they really be up to out there? They're right in the middle of the city harbor. If business is as good as Just let says, them do their business, you know? Want to. <laughs> a few payoffs in the right hands can go a long way. We need to check this place out. Something stinks on that island, and it ain't the garbage. Yeah, keep trying. Oh, <laughs> hey, come on. Oh, I, I love our old impersonations. <laughs> kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, right now. It was great. 
he didn't even say anything remotely that Schwarzenegger has said in a movie. No, no. Let's go. Man, Leo's putting him in his place off. <laughs> okay, so like, what kind of turtles can breathe underwater? Because they're not sea turtles, they're like pet shop turtles, and they seem to be able to breathe underwater. Uh, Splinter trained them. For any of our smart listeners, you need to let us know. <laughs> Oh, here we go. The craft factory. <laughs> there it is. This makes me hungry. Yeah, I know. Man. For a midnight <laughs> go for snack, some, like, eh? craft shells and, like, uh... I like the, the craft yes. deluxe one. It's like, I don't, I don't know what they do differently, but the cheese tastes better out of, like, the deluxe. Uh, really? Yeah, I like that one better. Now, now, are you a, more of a liquid processed cheese guy, or do you like the powder cheese? Oh, man. I kind of like the processed cheese a little bit better. I kind of like the powdered one. I don't know why. And I remember my favorite macaroni and cheese uh, was like this off-brand that this grocery store I used to go to had. It, oh, man, that was the best cheese powder I've ever tasted. It. I don't know. Well, they have like, I think they have uh, Cracker Barrel macaroni and cheese now that you can buy at the store. That would be good. That it, it is really good. And it's the process. You get like the packet of cheese goo or whatever it is <laughs> yeah that's that's what they have and i i get that one whenever i can so nice uh nicole has recently not too recently but she's introduced me to uh macaroni and cheese cut up hot dogs so macaroni and cheese and what with cut up hot dogs oh, really yeah and what do you what do you think? It's pretty good, man. I like it, man. She calls it broke food. It's like I've never been that broke. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're not broke, but it's just really good. Okay. <laughs> so you get the Cracker Barrel macaroni and cheese, and you get the Hebrew National all beef hot dogs. Oh, so at least it's a good, at least good type of hot dog. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta get the beef dogs. I like, I like. The oh yeah. Dogs. That's true. Then this guy, Superman. Alright, so, so what is this guy? Oh my god, man, you you ever read X-Men comics? Oh yeah. Remember that old X-Men villain called Mojo? <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, totally that's it. Mojo. <laughs> oh man. For all of you younger people listening, Google him. Because I don't have time to oh, yes. explain it right now. Yeah, he's not in any of the movies. He uh, he hosted reality game shows where he would like it was basically the Hunger Games with X Men. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Was wasn't Mojo? He was in some of the video games, wasn't he? He was in yeah one of the one of the uh, Genesis Super games, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Was it like Arcade's Revenge? No, no, no. He was in the X Men Sega game, the first one. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Here we go. What is this dude's plan? I, I don't know. He wanted to recycle them for something. Yeah, to make cheese. To make cheese near soiling <laughs> green as people. You know, so. <laughs> oh, there's Cowabunga. Oh, he did a Cowabunga. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if that's the first I've seen it in the series. I can't remember. 
for as much as they seemingly didn't want to acknowledge the first series, they, they said Cowabunga. Yeah. Because I remember, like, the selling point to this big, to this cartoon series was like, there's no girl turtles here. Oh, really? Okay, dude, slow your roll. <laughs> that's, like the, that's like the Image Comics. They did that, too. Yeah, the Image Comics, yeah. The Image Comics even did something worse, where there's like, there's no piece of power here. I was like, I don't think you know much like, about the Ninja Turtles, man. <laughs> there better be. A mainline piece of power. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even look at this guy. <laughs> ugly. This is funny. <laughs> They're gonna beat him up because he's fat. <laughs> you know, he kind of looks like King of the Hill. Uh, a long time. It's been a while. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember um, Hank's father? Oh my God! The guy yeah. that, was, that was really short. Like in the face, it looks like him. He kind of <laughs> does, yeah. Yeah, he had his knees shot off in Korea or something like. That. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. It's pretty good music, though. You got you got to give it that. Music is good. I like this. That's yes. Early two thousands rock. Uh, oh yes. Techno. Rock and techno. Yeah, the music is very, like, Matrix-inspired. I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Can we finish this? <coughs> hey, dude, you gotta hit the showers. I will recycle every one of you into the ground! Hey, garbage brain! If you hey, recycle somebody into the ground. You know what? All, I'm all for Ninja Turtles being, like, faithful to their practices of ninjutsu and their weapon of choice, but this could have been done five minutes ago if one of them carried a gun. <laughs> I'm very sorry. It That's true. Done. It wouldn't be much of an episode, but... Yeah. It would end with like, and remember kids, bring a gun to a knife fight. The more you know, you know? <laughs> Knowing is half the battle. Yeah, the drill. That was a good throw. Wow, he like boosted himself up like thirty feet off that cliff. That's impossible. Did you see that? <laughs> that was like the world's strongest pull up. It was just like yeah, he was there and he, then he was gone. Then he was yeah. Oh, and that's it for garbage man. Yeah, he can't swim. No. For sure he can't swim. That, we gotta do something. That dude's like... Just said that. <laughs> when, when you're so fat, you just drive everywhere. <laughs> or he could be right behind you. No sign of him I here. got a bad feeling about this. He's gone. How is he gone? <laughs> Where'd he go? What's up, Professor? We voted to stay here. There's food and shelter. The garbage man was right about one thing. People do throw away a lot of valuable items. Watch out for him. Something that ah, this was a uh, comes back. PSA. Yeah, yeah pro now, trash see, uh, trash picking and dumpster diving. <laughs> Quit cycling the old ones, Mikey. Keep looking for something new. 
You might say that the turtles are going green. Ah! Uh, okay. That I'm was, sorry, that, that was terrible. Good. I'll give you that. That's the one you get. You know, I did not really like this episode, and I, I hate him saying that. You know what? I can tell that this wasn't all that great because we didn't talk about the episode until like the last five minutes of it. <laughs> we really didn't. We really didn't. Like, I don't. Um, I don't know. Just, uh, just didn't. I understand you have to have some filler episodes, but this one had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> the Shredder, uh, Shadow was in the one of the last um, episodes we watched. And yeah, there there was nothing there. Yeah. Uh, no reference, no reference to that. And basically, there was no plot twist or anything like that. Turtles they they go to battle, Garbage Man, and they just flat out beat him. Yeah, was like- Garbage Man never gets the upper hand on him. It doesn't even make you think for one split second they're gonna lose. And that's it. There was like no Splinter, no April. I mean, like I think yeah, this is like yeah. one of like four episodes without Casey. You know, I mean. It- yeah, okay. I, th- I think this was my least favorite one so far from the first season. And it's not a terrible episode, it's just it wasn't really anything great. Yeah. And I hate that. I hate to, I hate to end on that. No, I, so, all right, well, you can't win them all. You know, this is just... This, that's true. This is the just that's fine true. episode, you know. So. Yeah, uh, very true, very true. Our comic was pretty good. I dare say our comic was better than our cartoon. But, uh, you know, and the cartoon still had some great parts, yeah. like the music... Uh, of course, all the action scenes are always great. Um, you know, 2003 series always does a great job with that. But story-wise, I just wasn't all into it, and I, I hate that. But, you know, what can you do? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, you can't win them all, you know? Absolutely. Can't win them all. And there's That's so the, many. the theme of our show. Th- that show went on for so long, too. It was like six years, you know? You're going to oh, yeah. get a couple you're gonna of You're going to get some duds. Yeah, very, very true. Very true. All right, man. Uh... I was going to ask you uh, what type of pizza we we're going to have to close out another Totally Tubular episode of Turtle Flakes, but I, I've got a recommendation. Okay. I just need your approval. All right. What do you think about macaroni on top of our pizza? Oh, uh, no. Go away. Go to bed. Oh, no. come on. It'd be good. Oh, I know it's late, but macaroni it'd be good. and it doesn't belong on pizza. Chicken doesn't belong on pizza. Pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Oh, I love pineapple I on know. pizza. I know. Oh, it's so good. Weird, you know? It's my favorite. Oh no way! It's no like my way. my kids love macaroni and cheese on pizza. I was like, you kids are just ah. that's just sacrilegious. How did you come from me? No. <laughs> All right. Well, then what type of pizza? Are we oh gonna no! Have you know what? I'll give I'll give macaroni and cheese pizza a shot. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We'll do the processed cheese for you. Okay, that's fine. Okay. All right. Macaroni and well. hot dog pizza. That's what we got. There you go. Sounds good. Sounds good. We can call it a uh, Nicole surprise. Wasn't she the one who kind of came up with that? Yes. So, um, so guys, if you want to send us an email, our email address is turtleflakespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can always check us out on Twitter. It's at turtleflakes. And uh, you can always give us a call. Our number, it's all toll free. Our number is uh, 865-309-4875. Leave us a message. We love playing those voicemails on the show. So, guys, on behalf of Josh and myself, uh, we hope you have a great night. And uh, here's to hope you enjoy your... Nicole casserole, processed cheese, macaroni and cheese, the hot dog pizza. A cowbunga, dude. Cowbunga, everyone. Good luck to uh, that. Good luck yeah. to that out of you, man. He couldn't even scratch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. Just telling everyone good night. So. Uh, hey, you're doing good, man. <laughs> Thanks.
I was like, oh god, I, I want to wait till they go to bed so I can record because if I if we start recording and they're still like, you're gonna try to get on the show. Oh, and, we could have had a Grayson cameo. Uh, Grayson's been in bed for like an hour. Yeah, she was she was on this. Oh, it was hilarious. She was on the couch with a half a sandwich in each hand, and she's trying to sit up straight. And she looked drunk. She's just sitting there like, hey. <laughs> she was losing uh, it, huh? Yeah, and Nicole's looking at her, trying not to laugh, and Nicole's like, are you, are you ready for bed? No. No, I'm good. Are you tired? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go to bed? No. No. <laughs> Did you not hear me the first time? <laughs> yeah, notice the inflection. No. <laughs> oh, gosh, she's all personality, that one. She's funny. Oh, yeah, and her personality is evil. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to meet her one day. One day you will, and one day that'll be the day we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Like, oh man, I met Grayson. That changes everything. Hi, Grayson's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What well, you know would be funny. What's that? If, 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 say, 15, you know. Oh, they start dating? They start dating. We could, we could be family. Yeah, you know, that would be hilarious. Either that, man, you know what? They, Grayson and Grayson sound like they should, like, solve crimes or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, it would just be perfect strangers. So. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd be okay with that. You know, I, yeah. I, I would approve. Hey, Danica. How's it going? She had her toe chopped off today. What? Ooh. Did her? She's on, she's on drugs right now. No, so. oh, I'm not. <laughs> uh, the numbing stuff, when he did the numbing stuff. Pushed the needle, the needle all the way through my foot. The needle oh. went. Oh. Golly! Did you freak like, out when it, you saw it that? It looked like a safety pin. So. Oh man! Ouch! <laughs> Good night. Good night. Okay. Ow! So she had to stick a needle in her foot. What for? She had. She has. She had an infection in both of her big toes. Oh, bless her heart. And uh, so they had to numb the big toes and take the. Uh, um, the toenails off to uproot the infection on both. Wow. I couldn't watch somebody just stick a needle into my foot. And me and Nicole, I got pictures of it. Me and Nicole are just sitting there with our phones and we're like on the cameras and everything. We're just taking pictures. Uh, this is going on Facebook smile. So. <laughs> Profile picture. Yeah. Oh, so that, that's the, uh, the uh, what, the banner picture? Oh, there you okay. go. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Oh God, Josh! He, he, it, <laughs> I, I I crack up because it doesn't bother me, but I'm like, oh God, I better I better change that. Uh, <laughs> I was listening to you know, sometimes when I'm editing, I'm I'm doing like two different things at the same time, so I'm not paying like total full attention. Right. And a lot of times, I mainly just cut what I say because I annoy the crap out of myself. <laughs> uh, so a lot of times, I leave what you say alone. Well, one time. Uh, I was driving and I was like, I'm just gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to some of this, you know, just make sure it sounded okay. Uh -huh. you know, tech. This is after I'd already posted it on online and everything. So there's nothing and we were to do. <laughs> right, right. So it's already out there. And uh, so, what was it? We were talking about the Transformers films, and you said something like, "And I would go to that movie with effing bells on." <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> and it's sitting there. I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> I mean, it's not a big deal. But I was like, "Oh crap! I gotta go back and change that." You get, you get. But it's been out for like two days. Letting, letting you know that you've been kicked out of iTunes. <laughs> so you're done. 
Oh, I know, it just it cracked me up because like it had been out for two days after, since then. I was like, oh, <laughs> I about cussed myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, so, but yeah, I, I went back in there and changed it real quick. Yeah, but <laughs> my statement still stands. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Bells yeah. on, I would. Yeah, Whatever we yeah. were talking about, I would do it with bells on. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what it was at the time. I don't even know. It's... Oh, God, it was funny, though. I, I remember driving, I was like, whoops, going to have to edit that out. <laughs> Hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm pretty good, man. How you doing on this uh, late Wednesday evening? Uh, fine. I'm trying to figure out my volume here. My volume sucks. Oh, I see that Donatello figure in the background, man. That looks awesome. Yeah. With them holding the booze. Yeah, it came with Cam Muse in there. Yeah. Sweet. That's... No room for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got him out of the box. I was like, this is amazing. It was the most impractical purchase I ever made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I have, like, I have like 200 Ninja Turtle figures, and that's the one that's just like, oh, man. Oh, what do I do with it? I'll tell you what you do. You box them up. You give them to me. No. Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what room are you in here? This is, I've not seen this one. What's that? What, uh, what room are you in, uh, here? I'm in the kitchen here. Well, the dining room here. Back nice. there. That's, that's my desk back there. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. Well, uh, so are you uh, getting ready to go to Indiana? Yeah, yeah, we're going Friday night. We're leaving. We should get there Saturday morning, mid Hey, very nice, man. Very nice. Yeah, leave about 7 o'clock Friday night and get there around 9 in the morning. Ah, uh, now would you say some family was over there or? My parents. Yeah, we're going to go visit my parents. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad we could squeeze out one more episode of Turtle Place before, before then. Yeah, I mean, I'll be back a week from Saturday, so, uh, I think. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out there, man. So, we'll sure. probably record the following Sunday. That sounds it's, good. Yeah. Oh, I'm, already, I'm already yawning, man. <laughs> See, I, I'm usually up at like 3 in the morning, so this is already late for me. <laughs> I know. Same here today. I had to get laundry done. And I was freaking out about it. So. Oh, bless your heart, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if, uh, you know what? If we don't have to do it today, if you don't want to. No, no, I would. I would. Okay. I would like to, just because I don't see us getting it done any other time this week. I hear that, man. I hear you that. No, we could do it tomorrow, but uh, we're already here. We're here. So. <laughs> we're here. We're ready. Yeah, this might be yeah. our only opportunity. <laughs> Hold on one second. Sure, buddy. <laughs> I didn't realize how dusty my computer was until I moved it. <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, man, I, I got that uh, The Wolf Among Us, and man, I, I what inspired me was I beat The Walking Dead Season 2 again, uh-huh. and I was like, man, I love these Telltale games, and I had always heard about that one, but I've never actually played it. So finally, yeah. my, my wife said, uh, well, I said to her, she was she was going out and getting some makeup or something, I said, I said honey, if... Uh, if you do find this in the mall, would you pick it up? Because the other GameStop I went to near my house didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of doubted they had it, but yeah, sure enough, they had it for like, I think it was 13 bucks. 
Yeah, they're pretty cheap. I mean, when you get them all on disc, they're like between, they're probably like 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think like Wolf Among Us is my favorite Telltale game I've played so far. Wow, even better than the Walking Dead ones? Because those are yeah, pretty like, dang good. Yeah, like, I, I've only played the first season of Walking Dead. I haven't, because with the way the first season of Walking Dead, at least my campaign, the way I played it, it ended so well for me that I just, I didn't want to play I understand. season two or three. Yeah, and then I played the 400 days or the 100 days. It, it came in between season one and two. Ooh, I've not played that one. Yeah, it's it was DLC for the first season, I think. What? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's download only. I think you can only get it on the PSN store. But if you look it up, it was I think it's called the 400 Days, and you played as six different survivors that were supposed to show up in. Depending on how you played, uh, they would show up in season two. I didn't know that. So is it still yeah. on uh, like the PS4 network? Yeah, uh, yeah, it might be. I don't know about PS4. Oh, but... darn. I'm scared. I'd buy it. I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I want every single one of those. It was one of those things where, like, it was good, but I just didn't care for it. Where it, all it was was set up for season two, and yeah, <laughs> I, I just didn't. I like I said, when season one was over, it just it ended so well. I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't <laughs> to, you season, know? Uh, bro, I'm, I'm with you, man. A season when I when I played the first one, I was like, oh man, it's one of the best games I've ever played, and. Uh, and then when I played the second one, I was like, uh, the first half of the game, I was like, it's good. It's still really good, and it's still Clementine, yeah. and I like that. Uh, and the new characters are okay, but it's not as good as the first one. But then yeah. but then toward the end of the game, there's a chapter that kind of had what I was hoping would be in the sequel. And I don't know if oh. I want to give it away, but man, it, it's, it kind of completed everything for me. I was like, okay, now this is a great game. So I put, I put them both up there equally. It's, it's, it's good. That's cool. And then yeah. I heard there's a lot more, like, in between Season 2 and 3, there's a chapter called Michonne for that character. Do you watch The Walking Dead at all? Oh, yeah. Big time. Actually, uh, we just got caught Michonne up this is. week. You know who Michonne is, then. Yeah, so the that's, girl, that's the race girl, man. Yeah, I heard they did that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, and, and this is not a racial thing. I swear it's not. I just never saw them as a romantic couple. Yeah, I don't know why. I just never, th- I never saw that. So when they first kissed, I was like, "Really? It's not because of you know, not because the racist thing." I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. I just never saw. You that. know what's convincing is when you keep saying, "I swear." I swear. <laughs> like, Will you stop calling me a racist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, uh, but yeah, this last season was pretty good. Um, Negan's one bad dude, though, man. Oh Oof. man, Negan's my man. Yeah, oh, he's scary. Yeah. I really like him. Yeah, he's good. I, I'm a fan of the Walking Dead comics, but there's a long time in the comics where it's just, ugh, this is just okay. <laughs> I don't want to say it's boring because it's not, but it's kind of boring. And then, <laughs> and then Negan shows up in issue 100, and I was like, okay, it's like I can get into this. Yeah, this is this is good. Yeah, and Robert Kirkman even said that Negan was his favorite character to write. Wow. So. Yeah, but, Kirkman's a, he's, he's really good at what he does. I, and I hear good. that there's another comic book he does. Um, actually, there's a couple of them. Uh, I know Outcast. I've heard of that one. And there, there was another one that um, it's called Invincible. Have you ever read that? Oh, Invincible's good. Uh, that's yeah. what I've heard. I've heard a lot of people say it's good. I've only read the first, like, 30 issues because I was really big into Invincible. And... Yeah. By the time I got around to reading it, it had already been out. It came out like maybe a year after 
Walking Dead started. Yeah, yeah. And so by the time I got really into it, there was like already 120-something issues, and I was like, I don't want to spend that much <laughs> on trade paperbacks and blah, 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 and you're going to laugh at me when I get to my turtle pickups here. <laughs> oh, um, here we go. <laughs> but uh, I just, at that time, and now it's even worse, it's just like, I, there's just too much, and I'll just go to Wikipedia and read about it, so. Yeah, yeah, but, I know. I, I'm, I'm with you there. Like, there's so many series I'd love to get into, but I just don't have the money. Um, yeah. I actually had to cut a few things uh, uh, for for the summer, but I, I've still got my Supermans. I've been reading those. They're really yeah. good. What DC's done with the Rebirth series is really yeah. good. You know uh, what you should do if you want to get into Invincible? This is what I do with the Walking Dead comics. Every year, every two years maybe, they come out with these things called Compendium Editions. Yeah, Which are these big books. soft covers, and they're like issues. Like the Walking Dead ones are always... 40 issues it's issue 1 through 40 and they're up to compendium number 3 and so you got 120 issues wow. right there how, how much so I've got they? all 3 of those and they have those for Invincible so if you want to just cram Invincible try getting the first volume of the compendium edition of Invincible and you know that's the first 40 issues right there yeah yeah so, that, if I'm not hooked by then I can drop it <laughs> Yeah, and they're, and they're for forty comics. They're relatively cheap. They're like fifty to sixty bucks, which that's not bad. It sounds like a lot of money because that's a game, and games are expensive. But like that's forty issues of a comic book. Right, it's almost you know barely over a dollar an issue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, especially when you're paying three to four bucks an issue. Right. Exactly. Uh, off the newsstand. Did, did you? But know yeah. Invincible's good. You should you should give that a, ch- a try. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Yeah, because I think I read the first trade, and I liked what I had read, but I, I hadn't got, I wasn't quite hooked in it yet. It wasn't bad. It's just I wasn't hooked yet. But I yeah, heard it, it gets good. Yeah. Uh, it takes about ten issues, and it gets good. Awesome, yeah. man. I'll check that. It out. It does some really cool plays on like the like Grayson is the guy's name, and hey, uh, great name. Kind of like the combination between Spider Man and Superman. Hmm. Where, like, he's Superman, but, like, he's just a, he's a 16-year-old when he starts out. Yeah. And his yeah. father is, like, Superman. Yeah, his father, just, yeah. I guess, now, you know, it's really good. Awesome, man. I'll, I'll check it out. You've talked me into it. <coughs> well, man, um... I think I talked myself into it. I might do that <laughs> next next paycheck. I might there get one. There we go. See? Yeah. I'm a terrible influence on you, even indirectly. I hadn't thought of the influ- and uh, I haven't thought of the Invincible comic in like three years. I- yeah, see, that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, there, there's so many different series, man. Um, but the Superman is really good right now. Um, I've heard. Like, I've do you know back how to like the old school Superman kind of? That that's exactly what they did. You know how like they did the whole new Fifty Two mm-hmm. thing where you had a different, I guess, a different dimension of Superman, a different guy. Yeah, he's a younger well, Superman. It, it, yeah. Yeah, they we're all yeah, younger, this, actually. Yeah, right. And this one, um, I think it's around issue fifteen. Uh, the it goes back to the original Superman and, and his storyline and, and, and everything. But then somehow, uh, some I I couldn't even begin to explain. I have to reread it like two or three times to quite fully understand what's going on. But somehow. One of the villains, I don't even know his name, it was a weird spelling of the name, it's like, begins with an M, but he finds a way to uh, take away um, the Rebirth Superman, the um, the original Superman's family, okay. uh, and give them to 
the New 52 Superman. And then you have the original battling the New 52 one. It's it's crazy. I'm like, wow. what? What is going on here? So is, uh, is the it, villain like this little like elf-looking dude with a weird hat? Yes! Isn't it, yes, that's he's Mr. got a weird Mixelplik. hat. Yeah. Miss Mixelplik. I can never say I his name I love right. Mixelplik yeah. because... Oh, he's, he's an SOB. <laughs> he, yeah, and Batman has a Mixelplik guy, too. His name is, his name is Batmite, but like... Uh, in the difference between Batmite and Mixelplik is Batmite loves Batman. <laughs> he's like... His bat symbol on his chest is it's a button that says Batman's number one fan. So, <laughs> so he's more like the stalker. Yeah, he is. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've wanted to get into, especially the Scott Snyder's uh, Batman. I've wanted to get into it. With I've read some of the Court of Owls stuff. Because, see, I was a huge fan of the New 52. I mean, I followed New 52 religiously for two years. I followed the Batman, oh, yeah. Superman, and Justice League book. And oh, okay. it, I really enjoyed what they did. I loved how they kind of honored the original source material stuff. Yeah. And I loved the differences they made where, like, Superman's younger and he's kind of inexperienced. And Wonder Woman is kind of... She's not older, but she's much more experienced. And Batman is, like, the actual leader of the Justice League where, like, Superman's the public leader, the public face, but Batman's the one that's actually calling the shots. And right. Superman and Wonder Woman's relationship, I loved all of that. And oh, so, yeah. I've not read hardly any New 52 stuff. Yeah, if you want to read a really good Batman story, read a book called Death of the Family. And Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's what it is is Joker spends a year planning this... Uh, kind of pseudo-revenge on Batman where him and all of Batman's greatest villains band together to take out the sidekicks, to take out Robin and Nightwing and Batgirl and Red Hood and because Joker is saying that, you know what, I love you. All of us villains, we actually love you and we love the fact that you're after us but the family that you have has softened you and they're weighing you down and they're going to be the reason you die one day and so what we want to do is take them away from you to make you the best batman you can be wow and batman's like what does he does he, does he kill them uh i won't give it away because it's really uh, okay. it's so messed up it's like it's kind ah. of a horror film in this batman but because it's batman and you can get away with it, it wouldn't work in superman true uh, that's true yeah, yeah and joker like joker <laughs> takes revenge on like people that slowed him down like you know he's got there's this great issue of the harley quinn comic book where um he takes out harley quinn and chains her up in a room and she's uh in this jail cell chained to a wall and she thinks she's standing on a wet floor but she looks down and there's just dozens of dead bodies and she realizes that they're all women and he, she says to the Joker who are all these people and he looks at her and says you think you were my first Harley Quinn he says wow he says you're just as much a failure as all of them maybe the next one will be better and she's like oh man it's, what a jerk it's crazy what goes down in it it's <laughs> awesome oh and it and it cracks me up. I don't know if were you the one that somebody on Facebook had shared something I always thought was so fascinating is because I do know that uh, there's there's been a lot of like Facebook posts or just just people that say it in public like oh man I want a relationship like like Harley Quinn and the Joker have I think I'm that like, was really I think that was Nicole Nicole shared a picture 
of Harley Quinn and Joker, and it said... That's what it was, yeah. It said, I want a relationship like Harley Quinn and Joker, and on the bottom it says, no, you didn't, you stupid little girl. The Joker, Did you read horrible comics? person. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I was like, yeah, you really don't want that. Yeah. If you do, I, I, I'm afraid for you. Yeah, Nicole's smart enough to understand you want a relationship like Superman and Lois Lane. That's, that's the Darn one you right. want, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you even want a dog named Crypto. Crypto, yeah. I actually wanted to change Cookie's name to Crypto, but... He's not big the enough. lady wouldn't let me. That's true. She's too small. Crypto, she's not, you know... Any yeah, any yeah. dog less than 50 pounds is a cat. And cats are worthless. <laughs> yeah, Cookie, she's definitely smaller than a cat. I'm glad you yeah. love your dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not since she ate your Bart Simpson toy, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, she pulled the stuffing out of it, too. I was, I was pretty upset. She picked up the dog, and you were like, we're done. 